Welcome to the Hat Soil Health Podcast, a production of Hoosier Ag Today and made possible by the Indiana Conservation Cropping Systems Initiative, a program of the Indiana Conservation Partnership. Once a month, we'll spotlight the many efforts around Indiana by CCSI and its many partners to improve soil health on Indiana cropland. Here's the host of the Hat Soil Health Podcast, Eric Pfeiffer. Welcome into the Hat Soil Health Podcast. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, your host, and today we're going to discuss cover crops and no-till or reduced tillage in sweet corn production. Sweet corn is one of the more widely grown vegetables in Indiana, so how do cover crops and reduced tillage and no-till fit in with sweet corn in Indiana? We're going to answer some of those questions on today's podcast and I've got some experts on the line here to t- uh, discuss it with me. And first, I'll let him introduce himself. Chuck Moeller is from Millersburg, mm-hmm. Indiana. Chuck, please introduce yourself. Okay, well, I'm Chuck Moeller. I've been at this for, what, 36 years, growing sweet corn. Um, they call me Sweet Corn Charlie. We are direct marketers. We grow and uh, market our own stuff. We do some wholesale, but uh, we try to, to have markets. Uh, I think this year we're running, what, seven? uh exterior markets to market our stuff and i i specialize in being early um being up here in the north i you know we're three 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 weeks behind the guys in the southern indiana and so in order to have any kind of season all we have to do extend the season so i'm transplanting and covering corn because so that affects the way i i do my farming i am not no-till i do have to till to do all this very good. Well, but Chuck, I use cover crops extensively. Very good. Chuck, thank you for joining us today, and we'll come back to you here in just a moment. We also have Tom and Victor Hackman on the line. And, uh, Tom, I'll, I'll throw it to you and let you introduce yourself. All right. Well, I'm Tom Hackman. Uh, I'm a fifth-generation farmer in Jackson County. Um, we're we're uh, corn, soybeans, produce, and livestock. Uh, we, we've been producing for um, on and off about 30 years. Um, yeah, lately here, the last, uh, 10 to 10 years, uh, we've, we went into, uh, produce wholesale and retail. We have, uh, two, uh, well, actually three retail outlets now, uh, in Southern Indiana. Um, we, um, we do, uh, sweet corn as, do- as well as, uh, watermelons, cantaloupes and, and, and other produce. Um, we, uh, we, we really are trying to stay as much retail on the sweet corn as we possibly can. And we do start early, but for some reason this year, uh, Chuck's weather bit us and uh, we ended up with um, a late frost and freeze. So uh, actually today was our first day of uh, pulling sweet corn and uh, but we had a decent pull and, and looks like we've got a, a good ear fill and, and, uh, and I think our quality is right there where it needs to be. Victor, right. anything to add? Um, <clears throat> we do um, start planting sweet corn in um, late March every year so we can um, hit the early market. We try to always shoot for before um, July 4th because that's always a big market for us. Um, but as Dad said, we – missed it this year because that frost came in oh, approximately two to three weeks after we had already planted and that 
just set us back to basically the next planting date. And that put us all of our groups, since we um, plant our sweet corn on about a week, every week to keep it spaced out through the whole summer for our markets, we um, got a bunch of patches put together because of that freeze, because it knocked them all back to about the same stage. We do, we do no-till uh, pretty much everything after our first planting, but we do till our first planting just to get our soil moisture, our soil uh, temperature up. But after that, we, we stay pretty, pretty solid on no-till sweet corn. What type of soil do you have? Uh, we run, we're on uh, sands, uh, pretty okay. light sand actually. So, um, uh, it, our our soil temperatures will warm up pretty nicely in the run of the, even the day. We can go from a 50 to a 60 all in one day. Okay. Well, my I'm on a heavier soils, so right. no tilling doesn't work as well for me. And I have to push, I have to cover my sweet corn to get to the dates that you're talking about. Right. And this is I'm, actually this is actually the first year in 10 years that we've missed. That, that it didn't work for us to, to, to do what we've been doing. And, um, I mean, it was kind of disappointing. But then on the other hand, I mean, we've we sure been uh, – sure have had good success with it before that. Um, we, we, get, we get quite a few benefits from the no-till part, you know, where we can hold our soil moisture, especially being on sand. It may be your, your soil type – will hold moisture pretty good, but sand, man, it, it'll just let that moisture go so fast. And so the no-till and the cover crop helps us retain that moisture so that we don't, we don't have the, uh, the burning, you know, on hot days like today, or it's not as severe. So what kind of uh, no cover crops do you use? We use um, cereal, cereal rye or wheat most of the time on all of our sand ground. Um, to add on to what dad said too, the planting cover crops and sweet corn, um, if you're not running a Roundup Ready variety, that cover crop, the mat it makes after you go through planting also helps so much in the fact of keeping your weed pressure down. It makes it so we don't um, have to go in with such like um, harsh chemicals there on post. Sometimes you don't even have to post on sweet corn because of your cover crops. Well, for me, I'm, I'm quite different to explain what I'm doing. I, my soils are a little heavier up here in the north, and uh, we have to cover. Uh, so we're, we're putting down wire hoops and tunnels in order to try and do what you're doing. We can plant about the 1st of April, and I'll harvest my first about the June, June 25th. That's when we start harvesting this year, and that my covers got us through that freeze. Um, so I'm tilling the soil to have to be clean to do this kind of work. So I'm, I'll be planting cover crops and actually tilling them in this year. I'll be using stuff like uh, sedan grass, black seed, oats, and uh, sunflowers. And I'll be planting that within a couple of weeks and in, in, in stuff I've already harvested. We'll water that and uh, uh, fertilize it just like a regular crop. And we take care of it. I think because we we do so much with our soils, tilling them and everything to um, 
make it possible to do this ridging re-raise the beds in the fall and, and plan on them in the spring because we're really, really pushing the season for us. It, it uh, requires us to give a lot back to the soil. We have to keep, keep adding organic materials back to it because of all our tillage. Do you use uh, shorter season varieties or you, do you stay pretty tight to just a cup, a handful of varieties? I, I stay pretty tight to a couple handful of handful of varieties. I'll, I'll use early seasons at the beginning, but I get, get to full seasons as quick as possible. We, we've noticed, you know, over the years that the, the shorter seasons just don't have the flavor that we're after to, to put in, you know, to put in our markets and, and whenever you, whenever you strap your name to it, you want to keep your quality up. So we've kind of, kind of limited ourselves on selection whenever it comes to what we can plant that, that, that works or that has, has that, has that uh, taste that we're wanting, that we're wanting to put out. Yes. Well, I've been doing cover crops ever since I was a little kid. Because my dad dad used them when we take silage off. He learned way back in the '60s that if you didn't, if you if you could take silage off the ground and just eliminated everything, uh, you would have very good crops the next year if you didn't put like cereal rye or something back on the ground. You just it's extremely important to keep the soil health up. I can't rem- I can't say I know when we started exactly, but I do know that the first the first planter. Uh, that we no-tilled with was the old Alice planter that the uh, uh, soil and water office had. And uh, if that, if that was your first experience with no-till, you probably didn't want to no-till anymore after that. But, but then uh, we figured out that actually our, uh, the planter that we used to do conventional planting or whatever, that it would actually work in that. And then we started having great success with it. And, and we, we always used wheat, as our cover crop for the most part. And um, it wasn't until uh, in the last few years that we switched uh, acres over to rye and started seeing some pretty good benefits from, from using rye. Yeah, rye, rye grows when others, everything else sleeps. It, it does. And it, I mean, it's benefits for as far as, uh, you know, uh, weed control. I think it, I think it helps with weed control and, Maybe even some insect, you know, insect control too. Uh, we're um, we're not we're just not seeing the damage on the roots uh, that we would see in the in the wheat and and in other times too. We're also seeing with the rye compaction benefits because we're always having driveways through our um, sweet corn, and if you put rye on, you most of the time we'll never see that um, driveway come back because it has those benefits of um, rooting down a lot deeper than wheat does. And it'll go through that hard pan, that hard layer that you just created. Okay. Do you, do you roll your rye or you just kill it chemically? We, we, we usually just kill it chemically. And um, I mean, it, typically we're using Gramoxone in the front end and later on why well, we'll use a Roundup or something like that. We don't let the rye get to head. We usually have it dead before that, so that we don't have as much trash to go through with our planter. Okay. Yeah, well, I I have to have plows that can roll that rye, and I do have them. 
that uh, when I when I do uh, cereal rye for the spring, I, I'll even plow that under. So I'm I'm a full tillage guy, mm-hmm. but uh, it makes my soil very very fluffy. To, when when you do this, right? And but that, I I. I I find on this heavier ground of mine that I must use cover crops uh, to keep the soil soft enough that these high-powered super sweets can come up. You they know, are a, one thing. a challenge to get to grow every now and then, that's for sure. They, we, it, do, do you plant the whole two inches deep or do you, do you fudge on that just a little bit? I'll plant about an inch and a half deep. That's, that's I can cool. plant two inches sometimes, but yeah, I'm, I'm usually trying to plant fairly shallow. With these, we we with are these super sweet. Yeah, that's what we're at. That's where we're at too. You get sweet corn down two inches on on heavier ground, and you can have some problems. <laughs> it sometimes don't want to show up, especially if you get a yeah. nice sizable rain on it. Then it'll just nice and seal up tight, and then you'll not have to worry about that crop. You can get to plant it again. We 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 had that this year. <laughs> We've got we had one planting. I we we stagger them. You know, I think we did what about eight or nine different plantings, and uh, about about every ten days while we go out with the planter, and uh, so we had one that was a total pretty much a total miss. So we got to do it again. So we we've got a void in there that we're going to have to cover somehow. Do you guys have irrigation? We do not. Okay, we do. Yeah, um, we were up here, up here in the north. It doesn't rain sometimes in the summertime for long periods. Well, I see here in the south, it just rains every week, just right on target. <laughs> yeah, bull. Uh, we we we've been we've had some struggles with that occasionally, um, but you, you know, really, the 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 cover crops hold. They do such a good job holding moisture, unless it's an extreme drought. Well, it usually we usually still get what we're what we're after. We it might not be quite that we might not get the ear length or whatever we're wanting the desired length, but we'll uh, we might have some tipping off, but we'll typically still get a pretty good ear of corn. And it you know whenever it's dry like that, for some reason it does seem like it's a little sweeter. Okay, yeah. Do you guys ever do anything with mustards or anything like that? Uh, I know to get a mustard, you have to have to like disc it in at least. No, we've not never we've never used that. We've talked about using radishes uh, to to go in with the rye, but we haven't. We really we haven't even tried that yet. This is something that we might we might come out with um, uh, this next this this coming year where whenever we go to start putting our cover crops in, which we, we will hear probably in about another month. Why uh, start, start planting for uh, cover crops for next year. We also, after each sweet corn crop, we usually don't ever grow sweet corn on the same field because of the um, diseases, just your fungi, funguses and insect pressure. We usually rotate corn, like field corn in with it maybe even every once in a while soybean crop in with it. And we have enough acres here close to our home base farm that we can rotate all of our sweet corn around on it every year. So we're on fresh soil. 
so we don't have near the um, disease pressure. Okay. Well, if you're growing some other things like melons and stuff, they can respond well to um, mustards that are in there. They, there's there's almost uh, designer cover crops for different things we grow up here. You say mustard is good for watermelons and cantaloupes? Yes, it uh, helps eliminate diseases and stuff uh, in the soils and weeds. That's interesting. There's certain mustards that have that ability. You have to you have to, have to like disc them in, but you do that like a year ahead of time. <laughs> Sometimes I will even I will even uh, let land set a year and just grow cover crops on it to build it. On that mustard, sure. um, does it grow right. in the winter? Is it a winter um, cover crop like rye no. or it's, wheat is? No, it winter kills. It winter kills. Yeah, it's kind of a late summer thing that you would uh, grow. It grows up very quickly, tall, and then you can disc it, disc it in. That makes sense. You're listening to the Hat Soil Health Podcast. Great conversation here as we discuss cover crops and no-till or reduced tillage and sweet corn production. I've got Chuck Moeller in northern Indiana, Tom and Victor Hackman in southern Indiana. And, uh, Chuck, I, I heard Tom mention it here about when he's going to start with his cover crops, and I think you've kind of talked about some different cover crops you use. Uh, when are you going to get after it here this year? Is it as soon as the crop is done? Yes, uh, I'll be taking – I'm taking cover corn off. Uh, we started about you know, two weeks ago, and uh, I will be co- planting cover crops for the end of this month for, for, for this – to till in this fall and for next year's uh, production. I will be using oh, stuff like uh, – it's kind of designer stuff. Uh, it's uh, flaxseed, uh, oats and sedan grass mixed together, you can make a tremendous, tremendous green green manure crop with this stuff. It's really a wad to, to plow under, but boy, does it make the soil rich. And then I don't have to use all these, these fancy guru things to help make my crop, you know, grow. You just, you just got, you just got the soil health. It's uh, just beaming with soil bacteria. Yeah, now I know that, that all of you have been at this here for, for quite some time, uh, but we always look to try to make things better. You know, we, we're always looking to try that. Uh, Tom, what about you? Are there parts of your system that you're still tweaking? What are they? Oh, well, we uh, we have come to the conclusion that we, we're here to be educated every year. Um, every, we, we seem to change Every time the wind changes, we'll we try something different. Um, every once in a while, we've we've had a we've had a mistake, but for the most part, uh, whenever it comes to cover crops or anything that away, we've uh, we've we've been very satisfied, and uh, and we feel that there's a lot of benefit. And uh, with Chuck talking about this um, uh, mustard, I mean that's. Uh, you know, we we go to we go to meetings every year to listen to uh, all the knowledgeable folks from Purdue, and we do all the soil health and everything that away. And um, that's that's Chuck just he's really tripped my trigger on that on that mustard thing. And uh, we might we might have to really investigate that uh, for next year because uh, whenever it comes to watermelons, that's that's a big one for us. We do we do an awful lot of watermelons. We need to we need to know what we uh, what we can do to benefit those for sure. 
Um, you know, rye has just been, it's, it's kind of new to us. We have only been using it for about five years now. And uh, so even though the plow for us is almost not an option, um, the sand's washed so bad that if you leave them uncovered at any time, they're either going to blow or they're going to wash. So that's, it's almost like you have to no-till on top of no-till. Um, and I'm kind of sitting here wondering how the mustard would work. Uh, if we could no-till it in using a drill or something that away uh, to get a benefit out of it. But what we'll do here is when, whenever our sweet corn, as we go through sweet corn patches, what we'll do is we'll just mow them down and take a drill and literally drill rye right into into that, and and that's what that's what there is for next year. Could could you do something like this? My mind's working. Could you no-till in your mustard in say this time of year? Or yeah. So that's what I'm. And then wondering. in the fall, and then in the fall, go in in the fall with a heavy disc and disc that mustard in. You have to mix in the top oh four inches of soil, three four inches. Then right away put rye in that. Well, that, that yeah, was the there right for the winter. How, how, fa winter how fast does the mustard grow? Is it is it a is it? A, I know it's a small seeded. Uh, um, it's fast, but you put it in like with an alfalfa type drill. It's okay, so seeded. really you're just in the top quarter quarter half inch of soil. Correct. It's 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 uh, it's something you put in. We use a uh, alfalfa drill that puts something like that in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the benefit is that gases, there's a gas that it produces and it actually fumigates the soil. That's why they disc it in. Okay. Okay. That's, that's its benefit. If you just grow it on top, I don't think you get benefits, but there are so many things that are designer, uh, that I've learned, um, Byron Seeds is, a, is really doing a lot with cover crops, and they can help you a lot answer questions. Uh, Byron Seeds, B-Y-R-O-N, I think it's Byron Seeds. And I, they've, they've educated me a lot on cover crops. <clears throat> I, do, I do it differently than I used to. I'm, 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 I'm looking at the crop I'm going to grow next year, and I grow a cover crop that is compatible to that, what, what it's going to like the next year. That's uh, it, the the biggest problem we would have with that is the uh, the amount of of trash that we'd have on top of the ground that we'd have to get through because I mean, like I said, on 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 the soil types that we have here, if if we clean till anything, yeah, we're just asking for trouble. You know, it, it, we'll have a we'll have a cloud of dust that'll. It won't. It won't mimic the one that come across the Atlantic, but <laughs> it wouldn't well, be very pretty for the neighbors. I'm also thinking of people that are listening to this podcast too, uh, that they might have some of our soils in between you and me, or like me, and uh, want to try some of these ideas. Um, I got my eyes opened up when I was planting soybeans in the field and I at my suggestion of my buyer and seed guy, I used two different cover crops previous to it to 
to uh, the plain soybeans. Uh, when we harvest, when we were growing the soybeans the next year, you could just see the difference between two different cover crops. You just see it. And I said, well, there's, there's more to this than just green manures. There's something else going on. So I started listening to them more. And we were, we're actually planting cover crops that kind of relate to the crop I'm going to be growing the next year. Uh, it's just interesting things. It, you know, it may not work for your soils, but there are people out there listening that it may work for them. There, and uh, There's no doubt. I think cover crop is a benefit for every single farmer out here. I, I know that uh, anytime you can hold soil in place where it's not eroding or blowing away, why that's a positive thing. And, um, you know, whenever on a, on a year like, or, you know, a week like this week for us, where we're dry and we have cover crops out there, you're not digging as far down in the dirt as you would think to find moisture. It's there. The roots have moisture on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cover crops are very beneficial. We could, we couldn't do it without them. Gentlemen, time flies when you're having fun, and our time is now up here on the Hat Soil Health Podcast. I want to thank Chuck Moeller, Northern Indiana farmer. SweetcornCharlie.com is where you can find more information. And also Tom and Victor Hackman. You can find them at HackmanFamilyFarmMarket.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Hat Soil Health Podcast. A lot of great information today. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And that wraps up another edition of the Hat Soil Health Podcast, this specialty crops edition. Thank you for joining us. This has been presented by the Conservation Cropping Systems Initiative of Indiana. You can find more about them and also a calendar of events at ccsin.org. Join us again next time on the Hat Soil Health Podcast, a presentation of Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.